What's good, Trifling Ones family? This is Pastor G. And you may or may not be familiar with the name Larry Miller. Mr. Miller is a 72-year-old man, and he's a Nike executive. In fact, uh, he was the Jordan brand chair, which means that he was responsible for providing leadership and guidance for Michael Jordan's shoe line uh, through Nike. Uh, Mr. Miller also ran the NBA franchise, the Portland Trailblazers, and as a 16-year-old, in 1965, Mr. Miller shot an 18-year-old in the chest, and he committed murder. For 56 years, Mr. Miller kept this secret. He'd served his time, but his past was closely guarded. He didn't want anybody to know what he had done and what he had been through. As a result, Mr. Miller complained that he was suffering from anxiety and migraines as he attempted to hold it all inside. Larry Miller had reached the pinnacles of success, and he was still mentally and emotionally incarcerated. As a result, Mr. Miller made a decision that he was going to finally share the story of what took place and how he took another man's life. Is there something from your past that's holding you back, that's creating anxiety, sadness, or even regret? <laughs> yeah, at times, me too. But today, we're going to look at Jacob in the book of Genesis, and we're going to start a three-part series entitled Facing Our Past, Fulfilling Our Purpose. So stay tuned for part one, coming up next on The Trifler Ones. All right, fam, let's jump into this. Genesis chapter 32, verses 10 through 12. And then we're going to be in the same chapter and read verse 28. And so the word of God says, I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau. For I'm afraid he will come and attack me and also the mothers with their children. But you have said, I will surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sea of the sand, which cannot be counted. And then verse 28 says, then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you've struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. And so in this text, Jacob, who's our protagonist, he's done wrong by his older twin brother Esau. And as a result, they haven't seen each other for a pretty long time and they haven't communicated uh, over a period of years. But word has gotten to Jacob that his brother's on the way and Jacob's life flashes before him. The last time they saw each other, his brother Esau was ready to take him out and had no bones about it, made it pretty clear. And so today we're going to take a look at three things that took place in Jacob's life as he began facing his past and fulfilling his purpose. And the first of those things is his transparent reflection, his transparent reflection. In verse number 10, it says, I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. 
I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I've become two camps. So what we find is that Jacob's at a place in his life where he's looking at himself in the mirror. He's grateful for the life that he's lived, but he also knows that because of his past, he doesn't deserve the family or his riches. So just like Larry Miller, Jacob is now being transparent with himself. He's not blaming anybody else. He has no excuses, no explanations, no reasons. He's telling himself the absolute truth and nothing but the truth. He says, I, I'm not worthy, y'all. I'm not worthy of your mercy. I don't deserve any of this. He says, I'm guilty. Or in my words, he says, I'm trifling. So he looks in the mirror and he has transplant reflection. You know, there may be someone who's wronged you or hurt you, or you may be in a circumstance that you had nothing to do that shaped you, that's created uh, the person that's done some things that probably shouldn't do those things. But right now, this moment, this is about you. It's about me. It's about accountability for our actions. And so transparent reflection is the first thing that we've got to do. We've got to look at ourselves and we've got to figure out in this situation. Yeah, I know some stuff has gone wrong for us, but what have we done that's wrong? How do we look at ourselves and, and, and be able to assess the fact that, yeah, I, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. But then after his transparent reflection comes his troubling Recollection, his troubling recollection. Again, in verse 10, it says, I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you've shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I've become two camps. He recalls what he's been like over the years, and he's not sure if he's ever really taken the time to recall his actions. He was named Jacob, which means trickster. He was the guy that you could never fully trust. In his mother's womb, he was destined for greatness. But now he's being labeled as a trickster. You know, most of us are born with greatness in mind or with great promise in mind. You know, we have dreams of one day being great, whatever that may mean for you. That may mean that you're a doctor or a lawyer or some other type of upperly mobile profession. And you have 2.5 kids and a good looking spouse, a home and a luxury vehicle. That, that may be what it looks like. Maybe it's not. But then we're faced with a situation that causes long term effects. What am I talking about? Well, Maybe we laid down with the wrong person and a child entered the world and not only did they enter the world, but they entered an unstable relationship. So the child now suffers because of the combative relationship between you and the other parent. So now they're unable to see either their mother or their father because of the mess. And so you say to yourself, I hadn't planned on being or becoming a single parent. Or maybe instead, we chose not to have the child. And so we had an abortion a few years ago. And now we're constantly thinking about what he or she would have been like. We calculate how old he or she would have been right now. And this is causing all kinds of emotions. Or we chose not to pay attention to what was happening in the classroom, but rather what was happening in them streets. <laughs> 
And as a result, instead of gaining degrees, we gained an STD. Or we met a good one, but we weren't ready. We did them wrong and now we're alone, realizing a little bit too late that we let a good one go. We messed up, we dropped the ball, we were self-centered, we were broken. We were manipulative, we were lashing out, we were stubborn, and the list goes on. But we chose this, and it's placed us in a bad place. So after the transparent reflection, there's the troubling recollection. We think about some of the things that happened that brought us to this place. But then there's the tarnished relationships, the tarnished relationships. Verse 11 says, deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the land of or from the hand of Esau, for I fear him. Lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. So Jacob is messed up with his twin, his older brother. You know, you would expect twins to be closer than anybody else because they share a womb. They were born within minutes of each other. They were sleeping in the same bassinet and yet their relationship is all jacked up. And Jacob is thinking about how did things get here with Esau? How did they not only get to the point where they weren't speaking to each other, but he's actually tripping about, man, my brother is coming and he's going to take my life. You know, the question becomes, how did they get there? And I'm going to share this really quickly for you. There were two instances. The first instance is that Esau came home after hunting and he was hungry and Jacob was cooking and Esau tried to put his hand into the to the pot and, and Jacob was like, nah, bruh. And Esau said, come on, man, I'm hungry. And Jacob said, you can have some food if you give me your birthright, meaning because he was the older son, Esau was, he would get a double portion of the inheritance from their father. Well, Jacob made him promise that he would give that up. And Esau, being short-sighted, said, man, I'm hungry. Just whatever. Take it, man. So that was the first instance. He gave up his birthright. But then much later on, when their father was sick and about to die, he was about to confer his blessings upon his sons. And Esau wasn't home. And uh, Jacob and his mother deceived their father into thinking that Jacob was Esau. And so on two different occasions, Jacob bamboozled Esau out of his inheritance. So this isn't his half-brother, his step-brother, his brother-in-law. This is his big brother. And as a result of his actions and his behaviors, he has a tarnished relationship. Some of the behaviors that we've exhibited over time has has impacted or affected our relationships. And so Jacob has a transparent reflection that reveals troubled recollection. And all of this reveals why Jacob has tarnished relationships. We're going to close this out today. But I want you to make sure that you join us next week so we can pick up with part two of facing our past and fulfilling 
our purpose. Heavenly Father, we come before you now asking that you would be with us as we seek to address the things in our past that may have been stumbling blocks that continue to crop up and continue to get in our way of fulfilling our purpose. We ask right now that you would give us the strength to move forward, but that you would also give us the fortitude to look within and determine where we messed up, where we made the the wrong choices and the bad decisions. But also help us, Heavenly Father, through this study to be able to determine how we can move forward to leave those things behind and become everything that you purpose for us to be. All these things we ask in your Son, Jesus Christ's name, and all of the trifling ones said, Amen. Thank you.